Welcome to the Natural Running Network. My name is Richard Diaz, and what I hope to do is introduce you to some amazing athletes and luminaries from the sports science community, and what has come to be expected, I'll provide some highly opinionated rants on all aspects of endurance sports and my current favorite, obstacle course racing. Now sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Okay, guys, we're back, and I've got Zoe with me. I'm not going to butcher your last name today because I just can't think of a good way to say it today. Oh, shucks. <laughs> uh, let me give it a shot. Let me see. Um, the Spanks me? I don't know where you're getting all, like, the E's and the skis at the end. Well, there's like... a, it's a S-Z, or it's a Z-S-Z-C-Z. Susie's spank me, something like that. I don't know. Oh my god! I have no idea how. The... One day you're just gonna have to come clean and announce what the hell your name is pronounced like, so we don't have to do this all the time. But I know, but it's so fun though. All right, all right. So you're having a good time. I'm having a good time. So we're gonna talk about uh, some compression wear today, and uh, the the why to, if we should, what it does, what it doesn't. Uh, and clearly this is going to be opinionated, much like most of the advertising that is out there surrounding these products. But before we do that, I think we should also finally announce the winners of the giveaway that we should have done a long time ago. Well, yeah, we had the, the live Q&A and you and I picked the winners like right after we wrote them down. And then we forgot to announce who the winners were. Well, I remembered... <laughs> I remember well, we just, it, you just after made every me forget. show it was just yeah after every show we're like oh wait <laughs> yeah well I, and I apologize for that I, I never intended it to go like this with the best intentions I've always wanted to try to give a little something something to those that listen to the show and put up with my bull so with no further ado we got a couple of winners let's get this out of the way right away let them know who they are Zoe Alrighty. Well, we had a lot of great questions. So thanks again for everyone who wrote in um, to Rich, either on his Facebook or sent him messages or even for those that called in. We had a lot of great questions that day. But the two winners that we picked, uh, these people are going to have their option to get a video gate analysis done by Rich or a free entry into one of his OCR run clinics. Which is day two. So Day two. So they get to pick whichever one they would like. And the two winners are, we have Seth Baumiller, and we have Dustin Livingood. So if you guys are listening, send Rich a direct message or a DM on Instagram. And if you do not know his Instagram handle, it is at DiazHP. There you go. And to be clear, these gifts are of equal value. So if you decide to go with the virtual video analysis that is about 175 bucks if you're to purchase it as is the entry to day two of the clinics same cost same value uh, you just have to decide whether you want to do it virtually or want to show up to the clinic i know what i'd want to do but uh, i'm going to leave that for your decisions and you two guys either way you want to go is okay with me just uh, reach out and 
Let's make it happen. Before we get crazy and we start getting into this compression thing, I want to make sure that people are aware. A couple things going on that are just kind of new on the horizon. Number one, it looks like there's a really, really powerful chance that we're going to go to Georgia and do a clinic in November. Didn't know that, did you, Zoe? Are you going to time it around World's Toughest Mudder? Well, I put it out to the community that asked me to come. And we scheduled the date based on popular demand. So whatever the hell in the world is going on when we're in Georgia, that is what it is. But it looks like we're going to be in Georgia on November 3rd and 4th. And I know Toughest Mudder is the 10th, I think. Or is I that... think... Uh, I should know this. And but World yeah, Championships think... is coming up somewhere in that same range, too. Well, World Championships are going to be towards September, and then uh, World Toughest Motor is in Atlanta, and it's in November. I want to say it's the one of the first couple weeks of November. I want to believe it's the 10th. It might be. I want to believe it's the 10th, and, and I think that, that we're very close to the OCR World Championships and then, of course, the Spartan World Championships, which are at the end of September. Yeah, so yeah. So we're okay. I think we're, I mean, this is based on what they told me and how many people showed interest. So if you're listening and you're in that area, if you're in the South, and I'm thinking North Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, that pocket down there, a lot of these folks have been banging on me to try to come down there. And I'm really, really trying hard to make it work. And it looks like the folks in Atlanta are finally going to pull it off. And this is going to be it. If I don't uh, see you down south in November, may not be able to see you unless you come visit me. That's just the way it's going. So those of you that are looking for information on that, you go to naturalrunningcoach.net. I got so many damn naturals. I don't, I don't, I'm Mr. Natural. <laughs> I was going to say you're so natural. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm subhuman. <laughs> All right. So compression wear. Yep. So I know you probably get asked this a lot. Now, why should someone wear compression wear? That being compression socks, compression pants, compression calf sleeves, compression arm sleeves. There's a lot of compression. But why should someone maybe wear compression? Okay, that's a good topic. And I can tell you that if you look in the archive and go back, uh, it's a couple years back, I think. I did a show with... Um, somebody one of the principals from two times you and they have tons of compression wear and more robust in the department simply because they make kit for triathletes and cyclists and cyclists love compression now i have a whole menagerie of compression wear for cycling that i got obviously enough from two times you and I love the stuff. And so I was curious to know what the value was, what the benefits were of wearing compression while training or racing. So I put it to them and they came on and did a show with me and we discussed it and learned a lot. But um, I have some feelings about it myself. And what I find really interesting is that when you look at all the manufacturers of compression wear, they all got their song to sing. They got this rationale for why theirs is better than everybody else's. And um, interestingly enough, because I also had a retail business at the old Secret Lab, we got a lot of compression wear tossed at us from different manufacturers to play with. So I've got a drawer full of compression socks, and I have compression tights, I have recovery tights, 
I got all that stuff. The only thing I don't have is the compression tops because there's nothing worse to look at than a fat man in a skinny suit. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like an over overstuffed sausage. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I won't do it. But the compression tights, you know, I don't have the problem with the legs and whatever, so I'll wear those. So let's start from the bottom up. What do you say? Sounds good. All right, socks. The compression socks, I tend to favor over the compression sleeves. Now, they have the calf <laughs> sleeves, and then they have the compression socks, which is your, your full foot is uh, in the compression wear, and typically these socks will roll up just shy of beneath your knee. And as we discussed earlier before we got on live, I was wearing compression socks this very morning when I went out for my five-mile deal. And whenever I, I tend to go long running, I will opt for those socks. And I can tell you that I tend to feel more secure. I guess the word I want to use is secure when I wear the socks. And I think this is an opinion, and I'm sure it's validated scientifically by a lot of folk. But I believe that the number one reason why you'd want to wear compression anything it minimizes the micro trauma and damage that occurs in the muscles. So when you have delayed onset muscle soreness, so when you're hurting the day after or two days after you've actually done something heinous, mm -hmm. the reason being is because you've broken up some muscle tissue. And I think that the compression wear will dampen some of the vibrations that will lend you to become injured. I guess injured is kind of a, harsh way of saying it but at the end of the day <laughs> you're breaking down muscle right and and so if it kind of keeps you compacted a little bit so that you don't suffer this the the anguish that the muscles will face through the vibrations of ground contact and what have you then it's got value and so that would be for wearing compression socks while you're running or doing you know exercise but what about wearing them for recovery when you're at rest now, that's another question that um, I'm not really comfortable with. I do like and I do believe in the concept of traveling when you're flying to wear mm -hmm. recovery compression. Mm -hmm. I do that. I wear compression socks when I'm traveling because my feet swell. <laughs> but, not, uh, but not tights, right? Not tights. I will wear compression socks when I'm traveling. Yeah, I think that, uh, like, for example, I've got folks that are coming out to the West Coast to do Tough Mudder's eight-hour event this weekend. And a couple of clients that I'm, I'm working with, I said, you know, be sure you wear compression when you fly. I think that it just helps to dampen the, the collection of edema in the muscle mm -hmm. and in the joints. And there's some value in that. You know, the old uh, acronym RICE, rest, mm -hmm. ice, compression, elevation. Essentially, what you're trying to do is keep from pooling effect of blood and edema in the lower extremities when you're traveling and or sitting at a desk and things like this. So there's some value. And I don't know. I mean, they talk about improving circulation. And I don't know that I buy that. Mm -hmm. And somebody might call me out on it and say I'm wrong and I'm okay with that. But my belief is that the biggest thing is that it keeps you from pooling. And so, for example, you know I'm, I'm a big believer in the flossing. And, mm -hmm. and the flossing essentially to me is much like doing compression wear. It's like you're momentarily redirecting this edema or blood pooling away from the region. 
and that helps to reduce inflammation, which helps to reduce pain all by itself. So I, I think the biggest value across the board, and it's, it's almost cutting to the chase on this, but I think across the board, the biggest value is it helps to dampen vibration. And by compacting the muscle and reducing the inflammation that can pocket in areas is valuable as an athlete. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And then um, I would say, do you want to stay on socks or did you want to move well, up let's, to let's talk about Yeah, let's talk about the calf sleeves. And okay, perfect. There is a thing called deep vein thrombosis. And let me just put it to you like this. You don't want deep vein thrombosis. This is essentially blood pooling and clotting in the blood, and it can be a real serious problem. And I know that there are warnings about wearing compression sleeves after you've been exercising. So, for example, let's say that um, I went out for a run and I have these compression sleeves on, and then I came back to my desk and I just sat down and went to work. What happens is it's kind of trapping or allowing the blood in my feet to pool. Okay. And it's kind of messing with the circulation. So it's kind of an inhibition of circulation. Now, putting the calf sleeves on to dampen vibration in the calf and providing a little support for the Achilles mm -hmm. is great. By the way, when you're transitioning from being a heel striker to a four-foot runner and you have all this calf stress, I'm really a big fan of the calf sleeves for that purpose. Now, okay. now, to be quite honest, it's an opinion thing when it comes to whether you want to go with the socks versus the sleeves. I can tell you if that's what you're trying to accomplish, you're just trying to dampen vibration and try to minimize the stress that you're experiencing in the calf and the Achilles, the, the calf sleeves are easier to get on and off. Mm -hmm. My forewarning would be just to make sure that when you're done running, you take them off. You don't leave them on. Gotcha. Okay. So the socks actually... I think I like the socks better. I think they're more comfortable. And um, the problem that I see with them is they are a bitch to get on and off. So that was going to be my next question. So when looking into compression socks, does the tightness really play that much of a factor in it? Is Are they supposed to be ridiculously hard to get on or are they supposed to be relatively easy to get on? And if they are relatively easy to get on, does that mean they're not going to be doing as much work as maybe a tighter pair? I think there's a diminishing return on the investment. I think, okay. that, I think that if you get too much compression, you cause yourself more grief than value. Okay. And I think that there are a lot of products out there that don't provide really any agreeable or valuable compression at all. They're just tighter. You know, the gotcha. weave, there's no rhyme or reason for the weave and the direction that they're supposed to be compressing is not got any scientific merit you know they're just a knockoff type of thing that they create in china for cheaper that kind of thing it's like you want to be careful like they're just wearing uh, spandex does not mean that you're getting compression it's mm -hmm. that shiny slippery material is not necessarily being a compressive value so there's a big difference i think between you're just buying an off the rack spandex outfit versus buying what i hate to use the term because i think it's kind of a play on marketing but medical grade compression mm -hmm. and now there are companies that have a theory behind the weave that they create for the compression and some of the schemes i think are probably more effective than others 
but just doing the due diligence to try to figure out which one is better than the other. I think really at the end of the day, it comes down to just what seems to feel best to you. Gotcha. And for me, like I said, I've, I've got a drawer full of stuff. And I know one of the questions you had was, which do you prefer? And I, I don't think it's really a function of one company versus the other. Mm-hmm. I think one company may do a better job with one product than the others. And then other companies may do a better job with their specific products than the others. So, for example, you, uh, you had mentioned earlier that you saw a listing of products that kind of pass a smell test as being better than others. Yes. I just kind of Googled 10 best compression running socks. And you came up with? Number one was going to be, uh, for this particular article, um, number one was Mud Gear, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and they said a lot of customers really liked the durability because it is made for OCR. Um, so that one actually beat out Zensa, beat out Two Times U, beat out CEP. But I mean, then again, it's just one article. But I just thought that was interesting. Well, there you go. So now I know a ton of people that really like that CEP tights. Mm-hmm. They love the compression that that provides. I've never worn a pair, so I can't speak on it. But I can tell you that as a cyclist, I have the two times U elite cycling bibs and tights. And I think they have their compression tights, the regular tights, and I've had them all. And um, I don't know that I really love the compression for recovery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't know that I'm, I'm that hypersensitive. But I think it's good practice to, to, you know, for most athletes to want to wear compression when they're flying. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't like the two times you socks. I just find it's like wrestling with an anaconda to get them on. They're so freaking tight. And uh, I just think it's a little over the top. Uh, yeah. I have the Zenza socks and I like those. I go to them often because they are marginally difficult to get on, marginally difficult to get off, and they feel pretty snug and comfortable and feel like they're getting it done when I'm wearing them. Mm-hmm. Um, having said all that, I also have the two times you calf sleeves and I have two versions and I don't recall the difference between the, the, the styles, but I know that one of them is designed more for running. And I think one is designed more for like soccer players or something like that. Mm-hmm. And one is a little more snug than the other. And one of them so snug that when you, I actually have a hole in them from trying to pull them on. Because oh. <laughs> it, it just, I mean, literally it comes apart because you have to pull so hard to get them on. And it's yeah. not, it's not just me either, because I have a friend that I gave him a pair of them and, and, uh, he did the same thing. He's got a hole right in the same spot mine did. Yeah. <laughs> I just found that they were just a little, little too tight. And again, I don't like that. If you just put them on and look down at your feet, you'll start noticing that your ankles are starting to swell up a little bit. And I don't, I just don't like the threat or potential for running into that deep vein thrombosis problem. With the sleeves. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm not really that big of a fan on the sleeves. Uh, Again, other than those that are going to go out and run that have been suffering through some calf issues. And quite frankly, I think at the end of the day, if you don't mind the struggle of getting them on, the socks are better. Yeah. Well, another thing that I loved about compression socks is, I mean, as you know, I haven't been doing a lot of running the past couple of years, but I have had two hip surgeries. And during that recovery process, 
I would put on compression socks because I was stuck in bed and I was getting no circulation in my legs. And especially my one right leg was extremely just swollen and puffy and that kind of, I mean, it helped with the circulation, but it also helped with my feet swelling. And, you know, I think so I've been using compression socks more of on a recovery side versus a performance side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I know in your case, uh, I would absolutely be wearing tights like all the time. I'd wear the compression well, tights. I can now, but once I, after each surgery, everyone told me that. So I got a bunch of compression pants to wear, but it was so tight on my actual hip, like where the, the incisions were and everything. I couldn't wear them. It was way too uncomfortable. But now I wear compression pants all the time. Just if I do anything with my legs or running or anything. Yeah, and so the other the other uh, component of all of this is the uh, the shirts, the compression shirts, the tops. Mm-hmm. And as I told you, I can't put those on. I just look ridiculous in it. But I've had people tell me that they noticed a big difference in the compression on their core. They just feel that snug feel helps them to be more. Um, I guess the term might be synergistic. They feel like the, the application has caused them to be more engaged. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I don't really know how to express it in words, but they, they really like the compression tops. And then I've had people that were really fans of the compression sleeves. And um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I guess if nothing else, where, where OCR is concerned, having the, the arm sleeves it's probably not a bad idea when you're climbing a rope just for protection purposes. And if it provides you a little bit of uh, compression and keeps some of the inflammation out of your, out of your forearms or even uh, dampen vibrations in the forearms when you're you know, going across a rig or whatever, there's probably some value in that. Yeah, so, that's what I was thinking too, just from using, especially if it's a, a grip, a heavy grip race where your forearms are going to be taxed i could see an arm sleeve being beneficial for that yeah yeah but uh at the end of the day i'm all about the compression socks i think that for running for me i've just found it to be really really uh an awesome approach to keeping things in order mm-hmm. and as i suggested and it's probably not appropriate for this particular format but i have i won't go anywhere without my elite cycling tights when I'm riding my bike. I, I absolutely go to those. And I have all these different cycling kits, you know, where they're just basically spandex. And it's huge difference in the amount of soreness that you feel after the fact, after you've ridden yeah. for a while. It really does make a big difference. So I, I'm I'm all about it, especially in the glutes, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cycling, cycling will work your butt, you know. And, and you uh, you come off the bike and you, you notice that you're not as put out as you were having worn the other stuff it, mm-hmm. it's it's uh worth its weight in gold and it's a, you know a good good pair of compression tights or uh socks for that matter are not cheap they get they can be very expensive yep they can they can get a little pricey but you're gonna get what you're paying for i mean most of the time if you really want a really good pair of compression socks or compression pants you're, they're not going to be cheap nope no all right so uh i don't know what else to share with you about this well, mostly it was just, let's just talk about compression and, and why people should wear it and what it does. And I think a lot of people, I mean, they could see others wearing compression or if they're even shopping online and they go to any sportswear 
they're going to say compression tights now. Are those really compression tights or are those just tights that happen to be tighter than normal tights, you know? Well, I think, too, that for women, when they're shopping for this kind of thing and they're looking at something because it's kind of cool to look at, it's got style, and the style kind of trumps the, the value of the compression, mm-hmm. don't go there. I mean, honestly, <laughs> as an athlete, I think you're going to find that when you pick up the, the high-grade compression tight and you look at the price and you go, oh, I don't know, this pretty thing over here looks better, don't do it. Go with, spend the money because I think at the end of the day, you're going to find it does make a big difference. Yeah. And, and I mean, from what I found, they're starting to get cuter, but it's the same with running shoes where you're not looking for what they look like. You're looking for what they can do. It's the same for compression pants. So as though there's not very many super cute running shoes out there, but it's the same for compression pants. They're not like you were saying, they're not going to be as cute as a pair that are not going to do as much for you. You're just having a hard time with shoes that aren't very uh, appealing. <sighs> I am. <laughs> um i'm and from the last podcast i am still shoe shopping so if anyone has found any pairs of shoes lately that they love please let me know and let me know if they're cute and i'm totally gonna look i'm gonna look at them you didn't you didn't take my recommendation to heart (laughs) i did and i looked at them but i just i didn't pull the trigger on buying them yet so i'm still shopping because they weren't pretty enough for you not just that, but yeah. <laughs> Put some freaking sparkle on them, man. Get get one of those. What, what are and those not, like? Those glue tubes that's got like the 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 flake in it. But that's the thing. I'm not super bedazzly. I'm very just simple. <laughs> I like simple colors. I don't not necessarily really like bright colors. So I'm just looking for just like black shoes with maybe some blue laces. You know, like <laughs> just really simple. <laughs> hey, dude, I saw your shoes. Okay. <laughs> they're black they're solid black. i know but they're not hiding from anybody they're not like oh my god i can't see these shoes i'm looking at them going really <laughs> well, give me a break those are like three years old i haven't been shoe shopping in two years because well, i've been injured okay you, yeah you need to pull the trigger on it i i told you what to do and again the the since we're talking about it the one question that people were asking me about they're talking about having narrow feet and i want to tell you that your narrow feet are probably a result of the narrow shoes you've been wearing. So when you when you find that the, you feel like you can rent room out to to extra toes in your toe box because you moved to a broader toe box, that's a good thing. Don't feel like that that's not working for you. That's a real good plan. So um, I don't know. I think we pretty much kicked this thing to death. Let's uh, let's put a fork <laughs> in it. Let's put All a right. fork in it. But before we do anything else that we need to talk about. Anything cool coming up? Uh, well, I know that you have a running clinic coming up in Camarillo. That's next weekend, right? Yeah, we do. We do. I have. Uh, there's one coming up on May 10th, or excuse me, March 10th, and I'm looking forward to that. I always love doing them here. It's so much more fun to do them here. Then we're going to go to Chicago. Then we're going to go to Killington. We might even go, by the way, we've had people reach out to us recently asking me to go to the bay area in san francisco and also to maryland to baltimore oh and i may try to squeeze those in. i'm trying to pay for this freaking vacation we're going on and we're going to europe in october so i'm going to go dark in october and then i'm going to come back and pop pop my head up hopefully in um georgia and then 
I don't know. Maybe I'll do another one here after that. But other than that, I'm done for the year. And then um, for your clinic that's happening next weekend, do you still have any slots available? Or is yeah, it full yeah, there's, there's room. There's room. You know, it's easy to make room here because good news is I got people coming in on Friday for testing, which is opening up a little bit of room on Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll tell you what, the more the merrier. We get people here because it's in my home turf. I really like to throw it down. I like to, I like to have fun and, I, and I'm not stressed. I'm not having to travel. So there's so much more I can do here, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm home. It's like when I go somewhere else, I got to think about going to get on a plane. I got to travel, I got to mm -hmm. carry stuff. Here, it's just like go to work, and when I'm done, I just go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's easy. It's real easy. All right. Okay, Zoe, so that was fun. And uh, anybody has got any questions or things they'd like to hear us talk about, reach out to either one of us. Zoe, what's your handle on Instagram? My Instagram handle is Zoe S-Z-C-Z. -Z. So Z-O-E-S-Z-C-Z. -Z -Z. That's a lot easy. of lot of lot of content. Yeah, that's a that's a real easy one to remember. That should be no I problem. know. All right, thanks, Zoe. All right, thank you. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network. Drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.